What's happening, everybody? Episode 027 of the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper. With me today, as always... Brandon One here, guys. What is going on, Split Line Off-Road Nation? We got... <laughs> Something like different. A, he's like a radio DJ. That's right. <laughs> we got a lot to cover today, man. Uh, yes, we do. We're going to skim through man. Just, a, just a little snippet of Supercross... Even smaller segment of uh, fantasy, <laughs> and then we're going straight into GNCC Florida. Yeah, the man. wild boar. What a weekend in Florida it was. We got some special guests coming on the line to help us out, breaking those two uh, ATV and dirt bike races down. Awesome racing this weekend. Oh man, the weather's it's, looking. The good weather's out. looking good here in West Virginia. Brandon and I were freezing. just talking about why we why are we doing a podcast and not riding? Yeah, I don't know. I did ride over the weekend though. Did you? Yeah, went to Fly MX. Yeah, you did. You did. Me and, me and Colton and Jonathan. I went to a pool, <laughs> trampoline park. If you guys want to see Brandon do a front flip oh, yeah. into a uh, <laughs> yeah, hey man, I need I should be doing that on a bike. You know, we should bring the bike in, set a little ramp up. Might as well. Might as well. Might as well. Heck with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, make sure you go and follow us on Instagram, split line. Is it split <laughs> underscore line? No, it's <laughs> split line underscore off-road on, split on uh, Instagram and then split line off-road on Facebook. Life is getting busy. Life is getting busy, man. COVID's starting to die off, hopefully. I know. We're getting Racing out of the season. We're getting out of the new normal. School's back <laughs> to normal. Yeah. So, uh, but... Uh, Let's go over fantasy real quick. We'll just touch base on that real quick, see how everybody did. Daytona week. Uh, I didn't do so hot. I didn't yeah. do so hot. Neither in either of the uh, groups. But uh, on the pulp side for the week, Kyler Murray <laughs> Kyler. <laughs> took the win. I got second somehow, and Justin Groff took third. Mm-hmm. Kyler. <laughs> Kyle. Hey, he's coming for you. He told he's, you. He, he said he was coming for me, and yeah. now he's in the lead uh, <laughs> in the in the point standing. So uh, I'm pretty bummed about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's over, not more. There's <laughs> not more races. Yeah, over on the Rocky Mountain side, Justin Groff is in the lead. Uh, WFO Grasshopper <laughs> is in second. And Whippet 46 is it, rounding third. off the podium. So uh, uh, thanks for playing along with us, guys. Yeah. We're uh, uh, – we're going to be going over and, and uh, playing the uh, ATV motocross uh, Digging Deep fantasy uh, that starts tomorrow. Uh, so join us over there and uh, check that out. But uh, that's about enough for fantasy. What do yeah. you think of the racing at Daytona this weekend? Oh, man. Where do you want to start? 250s? Oh, let's just go real quick through 250s. Yeah, man. man. Cameron McIndoe. Oh, dude, McIndoe. it was He's, that one was good for the heart. Yeah. It felt good to see Cameron yeah. McIndoe win it, that. Whackers. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was really cool after everything that happened in, on on the round one for the uh, West Coast, um, and then him coming back out and uh, winning the race. It was it was pretty awesome. It was for me, it was pretty entertaining to watch him do the burnouts with the emotion he had yeah, after dude, the it race. Was, it was almost that's what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see somebody that excited. Not, I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, Tomac's been there and done that. Yeah, I mean he still uh, had than, fun, but he's yeah he still did a good you know some burnouts and stuff <laughs> like that. But you know Cameron, it was really really special for him and it was exciting to see yeah. that. Uh, Justin Cooper, great ride from him coming from the back. Uh, that was a hard track to pass on. Man, so many red was, flags. There was a lot of red flags. Oh my goodness, it was like watching C class. Was it class. three? Was it three red flags the during the uh, LCQ? LCQ. Yeah, uh, it felt like it. There was people just I think it was two crashing their flags. brains out all over the place. Yeah. Did you see Ch- Chase Sexton's crash? 
I don't think I did. You can tell that that Stu's um, that <laughs> Stu's is, is working with him. Yeah, because he tried to jump that wall and oh, double that's right. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he yeah. left his teeth in the handlebars. <laughs> they said he had like what ten stitches in his mouth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then he chipped two. He chipped his front teeth. Gosh. Pretty good. I'm. Yeah. I wouldn't have lined up. But mm. That's just me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's your job. You go to work. You know. Man, that was pretty. Uh, pretty wild for sure. But what'd you think of the track? Dude, the track was pretty gnarly. Did like, that sand section have a bottom? I don't know. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, man. I, I tell you what, it, it was pretty gnarly out there. I was really surprised of some of the triples that was in there. There were some pretty big triples, man. It was it was a fun track to watch. There wasn't a lot of uh, places to pass. That sand section ended up making a lot of racing. Uh, mm-hmm. For the life of me, I could not figure out why Roxon kept trying to go to the outside there because <laughs> after the first couple of laps, it just wasn't working anymore. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but uh, oh. back to the 250s real quick. Uh, got a lot of young guys that finished in the uh, – in the top tier on, on the podium. So that was really awesome to see. Jaleek yeah. um, Swole. Uh, no, Jaleek Swole. I'm sorry. Styles Robinson. Robertson finished second. Yeah. And uh, who finished third? Who was that? Um, who was did? it Swole? Or no, Swole, no one's Swole. Coop. No, Cooper got fourth. Okay. Who did get third? Mm. Oh, man, we're bad. Oh, this is bad. We watched the races. We, we did, promise. I promise. <laughs> Too many races. Too many races. Yeah. Uh, but let's just jump to the 450s. Man. Do we even need to talk about Tomac? I mean, he's been there, done that. He got the he, you know, was leading going into the third turn, and it was. Uh, Heck yeah, we need to talk about Tomac. He's coming back. I told you, Daytona is the turn for him. I've been saying it all season. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if he can put together some solid rides in uh, uh, in Texas. Then I'm really excited to see what he does in Atlanta, because. You know, those are going to be outdoor tracks as well, and that's going to suit him very well. And if uh, the two knuckleheads of Ken Roxon and uh, Cooper Webb start getting into a uh, takeout contest, then <laughs> yeah, old Shark's going to be sitting there that's in the water. Right. Wait, honestly, think about it. If those two would be, you know, get tangled up, take each other out, Pierce. finish out Pierce Brown. Brown thank it. you. That's who finished yes. third in the 250s. Which I've been – I kind of messed up. I, I've been – I like Pierce Brown. He he um, last year showed me a lot. Yes, yeah, he's he's coming along. Sorry about that, guys. So is, is it no? It's exciting to see the 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 real young guys stepping up and and uh, doing big big things in the uh, Monster Energy Supercross world. Um, but back to the four fifties, uh, yeah. If uh, if Coop <laughs> and Rocks and get into it, and let's say they take each other down, finish outside the top ten or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomac's right back in this championship battle. How bad would it be if they end up messing around, playing their little games or whatever, <laughs> and take each other down, DNF, bikes can't finish or something, Tomac wins, comes back in, takes the points lead over, because he's like 24. He's only a race down. He's a race down. So. so, I mean, yeah, he comes in, takes the point lead over, and now we've got a three-way battle. I mean, how crazy would that be? I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for all the drama you can give me. I'm here for so, it. So let's, I loved it. What did you think of the move? What do you think of the move? All right. So, to me, as a you know, as a racer, if I was Cooper Webb, and I see, I see Ken Roxon right there, you know, and I, I I do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? I, I think if if I was Cooper Webb, I think I make the same move. I mean, I might give up the inside, and but <clears throat> if I can force Roxon to work his way through the pack, and kept put people in between us where I can make up some points, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a business. Let me, was it this, dirty? Yes or no? No, I no. don't think it was. It's racing. Now, if he would have took him out, 
if he hits if, him, if he would if he would have taken him clear over the tough blocks, yeah, that'd been different. Yeah, or wash his front end out with a rear tire. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's a smart move. I mean, you know, you I can sum it up in two words: race craft. That's right. Yeah, Cooper Webb has a superior race craft. Um, Roxon has maybe su- superior speed. I mean, because he caught Coop. Yeah, he caught him. And you know the funny thing is, is I've heard, I've listened to a lot of podcasts today already about this, but nobody talked about the one thing that I noticed in that race. There was a time in that race where Roxon had an opportunity to 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 take out Tom or to take out um, Cooper, and he didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't pull the trigger. I don't know. Roxon said at the end of the race that he likes to play these games too. He doesn't. Nah. He doesn't. Well, well, for one, he doesn't want to put himself in that no, position. No, and that's that's not him. He's not that person. And and I'm concerned for Roxon right now because, you know, whenever he tries to jump in and do these, you know, if he he can't, I don't know if he has the capability of being a good, really, really, really aggressive rider like you see from Barsha and Cooper, um, because, you know. That's not his thing. The last time he tried to do that, his arm got chewed up in, in Cooper's bike. Yeah, in Cooper's bike. Honestly. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Yeah. Honestly, man, it's it's not it's not his style. And that's okay. Yeah. So if I'm Roxon, I let that be the past and I just go on and I go about my new I'm just having fun. I love racing my dirt bike, Ken yeah. Roxon, and try to forget about Webb. Uh, if I'm Webb. I'd do it again. Oh, yeah, you keep doing it. Because, like, you know, that interview that – that I'm sure that interview that uh, that Roxon gave brought a smile to Webb's face. He loved it. He oh, loved you it. Know. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine, and, and uh, you know, we were saying, like, you know, if you're Ken Roxon, why get up and say that? You know, because you now you – now Cooper Webb knows, hey, I'm in his head. That got to him. Cooper's He's a shark. And Ken Roxon just chummed the water. Yes, it's it's uh, <laughs> you know it's it's crazy. Um, but uh, before we get off this subject, how about Aaron Plessinger? Oh man, I'm so do pumped. it for Dale. <laughs> That's right, dude. I'm so pumped for him. I am too. It's I was so worried that he was going to be one of those guys that came up and and didn't have anything and and just nothing but bad luck. And now, yeah, I tell you what, he's this year he's really impressed me and showed you know showed off some uh, some really good. Uh, skill and um speed through daytona yeah he might be uh he might be riding good enough to keep that to keep that ride uh because you know i was kind of concerned about him keeping that ride because we all knew that a mart i'm sorry j mart was wanting to take that ride and you know j mart's hurt mm-hmm. plessinger's riding really well got himself his first 450 podium said there's more to come yeah he did it for dale got <laughs> got the mullet Got the got the mustache representing GNCC Nation to the full. That's right. Uh, so I, I'm excited for him. I think he did a really good job. Uh, he rode really well. He didn't just get he just mm, he should have gotten second. He didn't just get a podium. He rode really well and yeah. he looked really well. He looked like um, AP of 250s. Yes, he did. He that aggressive. Man, through those whoops, he was just hanging it out. Oh, yeah. Man, he was flying. Yeah, he was. I was a little worried. He started I was like, catching Tomac for a second. Did. I don't know if Tomac was managing. Uh, I think he because you know Tomac probably looked behind him and saw an AP and was like, "I can manage," because yeah. it's not Roxon, yeah. it's not it's, <laughs> it's not like, Coop. Oh, what the heck is he doing back there? Yeah, you know, I'm not used to that. Yeah, but. he probably put it on a little bit of cruise control, but at the same time, you know he he didn't really get too far away from from AP. Yeah. 
Uh, AP should have held on to for the second. Yeah, I I, th- I think um, I think if Aaron Plessinger looked back uh, at it, he probably would have been like, I wish I could have saved or would have saved a little bit of energy for the end of the race. You know, he's not wasn't used to being up front like that. Um, probably trying to push a little <clears throat> yeah. too hard at, in, yes. in the middle. We get excited, you know. I mean, everybody does it. Get yeah. excited, like I'm in second. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. <laughs> so, but shout out to him. And real quick before we get off this too, um, so I made a. Someone made a point. My buddy Dan made a point to us. You know, you know he's Dan like, the man. Yeah, Shout out, yeah, Dan the man. Um, we were we were talking, and uh, you know, he was like, "Think about, think about, go back to the first race, Dean Wilson, when they mess up." Okay, so Dean rides for Husky, right? Bam, oh, bam, no. bam, bam rides for Gas oh, Gas, right? No. Oh, <laughs> Web no. rides for KTM, right? Oh no, we're not <laughs> so, getting on this no, train. No, are listen, we? no, listen. Okay, stop. So, <laughs> So listen, Roger DeCosta is over all three of those teams. That's pretty much KTM's team. So it's pretty much Ken Roxon versus three teams right, right there. Right, I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So think about this. Something to think about. I ain't saying they're doing anything. I'm not. No, well, where, you, wait, where do, were you bringing AP into this though? I didn't say AP. I said I said uh, KTM Gas Gas. <laughs> no, you're right. You you are right about that. Okay, so do you think? And, and I could be wrong, and we could be wrong, and, and this is just speculation, um, no proof. But do you think Roger DeCosta and DeCosta in DeCosta? meetings, yeah, uh, and are, are saying, "Hey, if you see the '94 Honda, <sighs> not yet, get, not yet." Like, no, I'm saying take him out. I'm just saying, like, get in his way, slow him down, just a hair. Mm. You know, I mean, mm. you know, I'm just saying. The Dean Wilson, I'm not on board with the Dean Wilson thing. <laughs> you said that when that happened. I'm not on board with that. I think Dean honestly thought that he was lapping somebody and he yeah. he was giving the blue flag just, to somebody just else. Just keep that in mind. All right. Just keep it in mind. All right. Three, three teams. Three, you know, pretty much get three KTM teams out there. I'm not a conspiracy but, theorist. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd be right on the board with this yeah, one, you know? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, th- I mean – I, I, you know, there could be some shenanigans like that, but I think you're going to see it. If you're going to see that stuff, you're going to see it more towards the la- latter part of the seasons. Yep. But so, <laughs> are we going Wild Boar GNCC racing? Yeah, we can go Wild Boar. Okay. All right. We're going to have a special guest coming on the line, help us uh, talk a little bit about his racing, a little yep. bit about the uh, ATV, how the track was, how the track was. Ooh, it looked rough. Man, you know, it looked rough, but man, it kind of looked fun. I, I mean, I'm an, you know, I watched it on TV. Obviously, the dirt looked, the soil, the sand, that dirt, that dark dirt looked really cool. But I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure there was uh, pretty brutal. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, it looked rough. But <laughs> <laughs> so, you ready to go? I'm ready to go. All right, guys. Are you ready to go? GNCC racing. And row number one, the XC1 Pro will be off and rolling at our Moose Racing Wild Boar GNCC. Chill. Every time. Chill. Every time. All right, All let's right, go guys. GNCC racing, guys. Man, what a rough race that was. It looked fun, um, like we were just saying, but. Uh, but yeah, the ATVs uh, took off Saturday, and uh, it was an interesting race man, for sure, what, man. What a brutal, what an awesome race! Um, Bryson Neal with the 15 second hold up after lap one. Mm-hmm. You thought, okay, he's done. Like, there's no, probably no chance for him to catch up to Walker Fowler because Walker's right. out front. Right. Boy, did he prove us all wrong. Man, he not only proved us all wrong, like, he caught Walker, and Walker was on pace 
that ran he ended up finishing almost five minutes ahead of Hart. Of, uh, of Hart, which is in second place. And Hart was running a great race. He actually was was able to hook to Walker and hang with him for, what was it, three laps? Something like that. It was a, it two, was and a half, two, two and a half, half, three laps. Something like that. Yeah, and uh, I tell you what, man, uh, what a heartbreaker that, that Bryson had that breakdown because it ended up it ended up costing him a lot of points, a lot of positions. But it also cost us the – the, the the ability finish. to see them go toe to toe because he caught him and I don't you know there was a lot of you know it was like a yo 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 it was a yo yo yeah I you know we was watching from the drone footage and and he would pull pull within um, up to his bumper and then Walker would step away for for you know a couple of seconds but it was really uh, I'm really excited for this season I think there's going to be a lot of really good racing uh, that you know that hurt have a dnf well to end up finishing 11th um uh in the overall for the second round but you know anything can happen in gncc it's oh, a yeah. long season um you know that's that's where fowler always seems like you're at you're in you're out he's always there every race and you know that's why we call him mr consistent yeah i mean that. but you know he's not had to finish what three two to three rounds mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Um, and if, if Bryson can can hang on to keeping his bike rolling consistently uh, week in and week out, then, you know, he's going to have to. Because yeah. Bryson's going to win more races this year, mark my words. There's no doubt oh, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, uh, um, we're we excited to uh, – we're going to have um, Mike Lancaster come on and uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his race and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, – uh, the race in general, and uh, I'm excited to get his point of view of how rough that track actually was. Uh, it was, uh, it looked whooped. Does it, do you think the monkey's off the back for Fowler now, getting that win again? No. You don't? <clears throat> no, because I think that Walker ri- finds a reason to ride with a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, the reason up until this point was people are doubting me. They, they're, everybody's hyped up. Uh, uh, Bryson for good reason um, but now you know they've forgotten you know who the man is and I need to prove them wrong well now not only is everybody talking like well there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of people saying hey you might have not won that race had had Bryson not broke down so he's he's the type of person that's always going to find a reason to ride with that chip on his mm-hmm. shoulder I don't think he's proven his point I don't think that man will have his point quote-unquote proven until the day that he decides to not throw a leg over the bike anymore yeah it's just who he is, and he's a true competitor. So, do do you think with those two breakout rides, <clears throat> um, that those are the two guys now that kind of separate themselves from the field for the rest of the year? As far as speed or do you think goes, it's too early. As far I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like Cole Richardson has really shown his true potential yet. Uh, he again said he finished third. Yeah, he thought he finished did, fourth. Did, did you did you watch the end of that race with him and Hart? Yeah, dude, like he was going for the pass. He was going he, for the pass. Had a little mess up. And got I think over. You know, Cole Cole has. The talent. Cole has the speed. Um, I mean, mine have been his kind of track. I mean, it was pretty yeah. rough sand. Some people don't like that. I mean, he was working in, in Florida all, all off season, mm-hmm. and, and Bryson was the one that wasn't. wasn't yeah. Bryson was the one in Ohio. So, yeah. you know, I, I will say, hang on, we're going to pause that. All right, Brandon, we got our old buddy, 
Michael Lancaster on the line. He called in to, uh, from Florida to help us break down the GNCC, talk about his racing a little bit, talk about uh, his business ventures. Uh, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Going pretty good, Coop. How you doing, man? Not too bad, buddy. Mike's been a good friend of yeah. uh, both of ours for a long time yeah. since good old Pyramid, Pyramid Valley. Days. Pyramid yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good old days. It's about time he comes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean – you should have been one of our first people 27 on weeks, Mike. 27 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> so, Mike's been busy, though. Yes, he has. My, every time I turn around on Facebook, Mike is posting either, you a know. motor or carburetors. Something, or. something. <laughs> always, got, always doing something. But, uh, it, go ahead, Mike. It's good to stay busy. It's good to stay busy. <laughs> I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, Mike, how long have you been racing GNCC? I actually don't know. Uh, ever since I've known you, you've always been racing, and I feel like you've raced a long time before that. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I, uh, I raced a little motocross back in the day and then uh, hit, the, hit the ground too many times and decided to uh, adventure over to the woods a little bit. And um, I, I ended up building a GNCC bike in 2006. And I think I did like six GNCC rounds that year and, and just fell in love with it, man. It's more my style. Um, uh, the people, um, the environment at the GNCCs was far superior to any MX race I'd ever been. It's just any, any national MX race, everybody's kind of kept to themselves and everything was top secret. And then they got to a GNCC and I slept in my truck and uh, the family beside me would bring food over to me and feed me in the morning and uh, check on me periodically through the day and stuff like that. And it's, man, I fell in love with it and uh, decided to to really to start doing it. And it took me a couple of years really to, to get full swing, but uh, I think 2011 is when I really started to uh, to to make my myself known and, and, and people know who I was and, and where I was going. So, Is that when you started racing Pro-Am in 2011? Um, I want to say I actually moved into Pro-Am before that. Okay. I want to say maybe like 09 to 10. Um, never really was a factor um, until 11. 11 is when I got my first podium and uh, the name started to get out there a little bit and it's amazing. Uh, you get one good finish like that. People will call you and actually are interested in helping your programs and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. It kind of, kind of sinks for for guys who don't ever make it that far. But uh, it's a, it's a pretty cool venture. Just where you get to go once once your name picks up on that podium one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, Brandon, whenever you know, I've always thought of GNCC. Mikey was the first person that I thought of because he's like that. I think he represents like that heart of GNCC, that working class man that 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 works all week and then goes down to wherever the race is, drives all night if he has to. Yeah. Uh, like he said, spends the nights in his truck, truck. Yeah. and. Uh, uh, races and it's just it's really inspiring and it's awesome to see especially somebody local that has been able to have success in in such a stellar racing uh crowd as the gncc and at such a top level like the xc2 uh class and then now mike you're you're racing in in the uh vet a class which is uh no slouch class at all that's pretty <laughs> much where everybody uh that uh used to race <laughs> uh pro or xc2 uh, moves to, am I correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no stops back there. It uh, 
it's a lot of fun though, man. The adult man class is, uh, we're old, first of all. Um, but we, we make it fun, man. We, uh, we all have a decent camaraderie and, uh, and, and we don't try to kill each other. Now this weekend, it got, uh, it got a little exciting <laughs> out of the whole shot. We were, it, it kind of reminded me of some old bro ham days, but, uh, it, at the end of the race, man, we all, um, shake hands and, and high five and, and grab a beer and, and just enjoy, uh, still being able to do it man because like i said i'm i mean i call myself an old man i'm 37 um i'm not old by any means but in this in this sport i feel old and uh <laughs> yesterday morning it definitely definitely showed so, <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah. that that track looked really really rough but before we get into the track uh we'll we'll cover that uh here in just a second mike you also not only been able to to stay in the GNCC community for so long you've actually been able to to be able, like make a, a business out of it um uh like Brandon and I were just talking every time we turn around there you know you're, you're doing something you're building a motor you're you're you got a um vapor blasting that you're doing now uh tell us a little bit about that yeah um man it's, it's not, I don't know if I would call it a business it's more of a hobby um, okay. I'm sure my wife uh, would love for me to drop it any minute, but uh, <laughs> it's it's nice. Um, I, I'm trying to get a little extra money. We're moving. We're going to build a new house this year and and stuff like that. And man, I, I can't sit still. I'm not much of a, a sit around and watch the TV type of guy. Um, I'm more of a in the morning on you know on Saturday morning get up early and grab my cup of coffee and go to the garage and, and just do something. So. Uh, I bought me a vapor hone. Um, I talk about my bikes looking clean. I, I'm not fast, but I look pretty. So uh, I uh, I keep my bikes clean, and, and I enjoy. Um, I mainly work on you know your Honda 450R motors and, and carburetors and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to venture out a little bit more. Um, it's been slow work lately, so I just keep kind of tossing my hand into a into something different and trying something different i'm i'm by far no pro i'm just uh i'm just a good wrench um i i don't try to take anybody's credit for what they actually do with the, the real motor builders man those guys uh, that sort of heads and and stuff like that they're they're the the good the good guys i'm just a good wrench man i can i can install a motor and rebuild it top to bottom and and, and build a bike and uh, just man, just some big pride in, uh, and I like doing it. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And you know, Brandon, when this bike sitting right here. Uh, Mike actually told me about this bike being for sale, and then when the guy told me that Mike actually did the work on the bike, I was like, "Oh, I'll buy it then." <laughs> it's just because you know, yeah. I know that what Mike does, there's going to be quality. Yes. And and uh, ever since I got kind of back into the sport. Uh, as you know, Brandon, I've been, I was out of it for quite some time, but I never stopped paying attention. Uh, Mike actually kind of helped me get back into it, helped me find a bike and, uh, uh, did some work on it. I probably bugged him, uh, <laughs> <laughs> enough times with questions and, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you need help, then that, you know, he's, yeah, he's definitely, definitely guy. the guy to go see. Yes, Especially sure. when it comes to these Hondas. Yeah. I don't uh, know. He needs to go blue. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the day he goes blue. Now, yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> I'll, I'll die on this mountain, all right? <laughs> I think him and McGill are, like, high up yeah, on that they're, mountain. They're, they're up there. They're, up there. They're, yeah, they're ready to take on the world when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to uh, 
not going blue. <laughs> that's right. Oh, shoot, that's Honestly, uh, I, I have this, uh, I have this conversation with a lot of people, man. And, uh, all the bikes have their own little perks, man. They're all, they're all good in their own little ways. Um, at the end of the day for me, it's like working on Honda is the easiest one to work on. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I just, I know it. Um, I just want to stick with it. No, I'm not taking anything away from Yamaha. I love that Yamaha, still put the bike out there for sale and still make the TV racing um, something that everybody can do. I wish that Honda, um, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and, and even KTM, I wish they'd all get back on board. And and uh, I listened to Adam on here, and it's like he said, if they just release, like, some bold new graphics on it or something, you know. And, oh, they'd and sell out. <laughs> give us a chance to... Just give us a chance to buy a new bike because it's getting so so hard on the Honda side, and um, and eventually it's basically gonna push everybody to Yamaha because it's you're gonna be able to, to buy that's you know of any account. Well, a couple of weeks ago we had Cody Jansen on, and we were talking about how motocross like it's pretty much a blue wave on the uh pro side there i mean there's only what two i think there's one i think it's one? brandon hogue yeah hogue and then I th- uh, nicholson maybe maybe but but uh i mean there's uh, what's that wesley wolf should wesley wolf should be on a honda also okay okay yeah so but i mean they they lost a lot of they lost four at least top pros um on the motocross series so you know maybe one day honda will look at that and and like you said mike just put new graphics on and, and, and call it a 2023 or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, so, so let's get into, to the wild boar. Mike, how was that track from, from, uh, up here in West Virginia watching on a racer TV broadcast? It looked pretty stinking rough. <laughs> well, I mean, this was coming from an old man. It was brutal. <laughs> um, I talked, I talked to several different people, so they didn't think it was too bad. And then I've talked to a lot of other people who just, I'm pretty sure even Walker Fowler, um, he uh, he even said it was pretty brutal. Um, he's actually parked right over here beside us here. I ain't got a chance to talk to him yet. So, uh, but um, it was it was just it broke down. Um, it been a little wet down there. Um, the things that I kind of missed from back in the day when we used to race it, like around the left wells area, the sand seemed a little drier, and the whoops would chop up to where. You could kind of get on top of them if you were if you were quick enough. You could get up on top of them and just kind of skim them a little bit. Um, at at Pladka, at the Wild Boar, it, the holes were just so deep you, you couldn't get on top of the whoops at all. It just constant um, just down and up and just it just beat the tar out of you. It looked um, the uh, it, it looked the like gentleman that, that the gentleman that comes with me. He races uh, the Vet B class, Ryan Simmons. Uh, he actually believes that he had some sort of motion sickness just from the up and down of the constant whoop sections. Well, I'm sure, yeah. Wow, I've never, out. never thought about that, but that, that's pretty <laughs> insane. Yeah. Uh, and it looked like – one thing is, is it looked like it never really gave anybody a break. Uh, you didn't really have any place where you could relax because uh, of being so whooped out. Um, and that mud hole. Oh man, that mud hole looked yeah. like it had <laughs> it had some uh, uh, some hidden bottom hidden bottomless pits in it. Uh, you didn't yeah. get hung up in any of those, luckily, did you? <laughs> l- no, luckily there was some, uh, some derelicts out there pointing out some good lines, and you just gotta you gotta make eye contact with them and <laughs> make sure that they're not wanting you to get stuck. <laughs> and uh, just and, and just take your time through them. They were 
I'll have to say it, they were a different type of mud hole though. Um, the the mud was like I guess it was like a wet sand and it was super heavy, and it would even though you weren't really high centering in it, your bike would bog down like majorly in it, and it's almost like a like a tar. Like your bike would just wanted to stick in it really bad. So you definitely had to had to pay attention and and honestly the main line was, was your your place to go. So if you ventured off from it too far. Uh, you was you you were sinking somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It almost looked like uh, in the the main line was so deep. Uh, it looked like you had to like, keep working the bike left and right just to keep from getting stuck towards the yeah, end of the we race. All, uh, we always we always raise our ride heights for that race, and um, it even seemed with with our ride heights up that uh, that we were still doing a lot of rocking and and, and stuff like that. I. Uh, <laughs> I listen to um, McGill's uh, race report, and I get tickled because, thank God, we're old and we don't do this anymore. But he was, he was uh, griping about how some of the young bucks in the pro class hit them water holes 100 miles an hour and pushed everybody around them. And I've, uh, I've, I've been down that road, and riding for two hours soaking wet is not fun at all. No. So uh, yeah, it's just not not enjoyable and. Uh, there's actually, I think, a video, and you can see McGill just kind of give him the stare, like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> yes, I saw that video because he was flying through there. And then even, like, you know, we were watching towards the end of the race, uh, Bryson was blasting through there trying to catch uh, trying to catch, catch Fowler. It was, it was exciting. I mean, I guess towards the end of the race, all bets are off, and you're just, you know, hauling through there. Yeah, but, uh, did you see that 4x4 mic that was skimmed across the top, that yeah. pro guy? Yeah. How sketchy was yeah, that? That's when, uh, <laughs> that's when uh, Raleo was over there uh, putting pontoons on his, I think. So, <laughs> uh, he, he, he buried his over there and set sail. And that guy, I honestly had to look up his name. I'd never really heard of him, but I saw where uh, I think um, Josh Merritt shared the video. And yeah. I mean, he he had to have walked that and, and saw how deep it was. Because to hit it like that, I mean, I don't know. There's an old – us old quad guys know. Um, there's, an, there's an old uh, VHS called Waver's Grandes. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the, the guy in there said, if you hit it 100, you're bound to make it. And that's all I can think <laughs> well, it was funny because I, I think I did the same thing as you did. I, I saw that video that Josh Merritt posted, and then uh, uh, somebody tagged the guy in it, and I looked him up, and he's like some some like mud racer. Uh, so so I was like, oh, okay, this guy's got some experience with with doing stuff like that. So yeah, he just hydroplaned it right across. <laughs> I have I have, a, I have a little story, a little off topic on it somewhat, but. Uh, this will, uh, you guys will like this one. Our good old buddy Dan Cottrell, God rest his soul, man. We miss yeah, that guy every yeah. day while she was still here. But uh, you actually let him borrow a bike, and he came to Loretta Lynn's and raced his first GNCC with us. And uh, it was quite, it was, it was, it was an awesome time. Just because he was, he was a little motocross guy, and he wanted to come over and try it. So you, you lent him a bike, and uh-huh. he come down and. Um, me, and, me and my old buddy Roger Furby are sitting there. Uh, we're, we were actually pitted right by the river behind the starting line. And I can remember telling Dan, like, when you get to the river, you know, downshift first gear, you want to just idle through that thing. You don't want to be racing <laughs> two hours soaking wet, you know. 
and uh, a couple of bikes come down the riverbed there, and, and I, I was like, here comes Dan, and Dan hit that river at least third gear. <laughs> I think he I think he actually hydroplaned across half of it, and then it just buried it. And he come up out of the river, and, and when he did, I mean, we were so close to him, you could just see the water dripping out of his helmet. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, that's got to be miserable, you know? And, of course, he, he kept on tanking around. Well, the next time he come around through there, I look at Roger, and I'm like, I bet he slows down this time. And sure as hell, man, I mean, just start gear, blast right back into that river again. The water up over – the water was going 15 feet in the air. And Roger looks at me and goes, buddy, don't. <laughs> and he, he come up out of the river, and he pulled in there, and he looked at me, and he said – I need some. I need some goggles. They won't work. And I said, "Well, just take them off. I ain't let you ruin another pair." <laughs> I was like, "You're gonna hit the river like that. You can ride without goggles." <laughs> Threw them off and took took back off. And Rob's like, "You're really not gonna give him goggles?" I was like, "He won't." I was like, "I told him not to do that." <laughs> so, but man, he, he did. It was so awesome to see him go out there, and, and he had a blast. And and uh, I, I I love seeing people come into the sport and and do something different and. And just enjoy the atmosphere. I love how the kids get to come out and and be a part of GNCC racing, and they have their own little traveling families and all of it. And it's so family oriented. And to me, in this day and age, that is so awesome. There's there's rarely any TV or iPads or phones. It's old, you know, back in the back in the dirt playing with your toys and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. 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 A bunch of bunch of mountain bikes. <laughs> yeah, mountain bikes. Seeing the kids work on yeah. riding a wheelie on their mountain bike the length of pit road. And, and, <laughs> and it's almost like uh your little click, like I said, man. You got a little click, they all get together. You can pretty much trust everybody at the DNCC that you can let your kid wander off and you and you're not scared to death about them being, you know, taken and, and like the world is today and I love that man. And to me, that's that's a lot because that's how we grow up. Uh, we grew up. Uh, it's just it, it's a different world. I can't quite do that. And DNCC kind of takes me back to that. And I really enjoy that whole atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's. Uh... Uh, I'm glad you told that story because <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of when we started talking about, uh, started talking about that guy going through those mud holes. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> Mike, we could probably have a whole podcast just with story time here. <laughs> oh, no, no doubt, man. We've had some good ones and usually most of them involve Dan at some time. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah it, was, it was, we, we definitely had some time, but, uh, some of them probably shouldn't even be be told on professional uh, radio here. So. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. So, so let's get into uh, the, the the pro race, Mike. If, if you if you don't mind, um, what did you think, or what do you think about this season? Do you think that? I mean, there's a lot of speed up front, um, and I feel like. Uh, we could safely say that that Walker has kind of uh, almost created this for himself because everybody's had to catch up to him, and it seems like the pack is starting to make their way up to him uh, to battle with him week in and week out, and and it's getting really fun to watch. Uh, what's your take on the first couple rounds of the season that we've seen so far? Uh, I'm with you. Like Walker's created this. Walker um, created a basically a full out. Sprint. Um, Bill, back in the day with Bill and Chris, um, 
they were fast, but they they had their times when they were fast. Um, now with Walker, it's got to where when the flag waves, it's a hundred percent, a hundred miles an hour the whole entire time, mm-hmm. and that's how he's been able to make his name. Though it, he's able to run off and 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 pull a lead, and nobody can catch him because they're just not used to that pace that long. Uh, now with Bryson. I think Bryson's caught on to it, and it's fun. It's fun for me to watch just because. I mean, nothing against Walker. I like Walker. He's an exceptional human being. Uh, he's a great role model. But I love the fact that somebody's up there challenging him. Then it's just it's like back with Ricky Carmichael. You just got bored of watching Ricky win all the time. Right. Right. So um, Walker is a he's an animal. But I love that the fact that Bryson has stepped up. Uh, Stepped up, you know, his pace, and, and he's running up there. And it makes me feel good because um, I I used to battle with Bryson all the time. And, I mean, of course, uh, he's way faster now. But <laughs> it just makes me feel good that, that I, I mean, I was a part of those kids coming up and, and being fast. And uh, I actually uh, shared a, a little conversation with uh, Landon Wolf um, a year or two ago. He uh, We were talking about him. It was when he was possibly racing, and then he actually went over to the utility side. And we started talking about like how I, working and everything. He just had you know a lot of work he had to do and didn't have time to ride. And I was like, man, that's been my whole career, you know. Like it's been work and then come home, work on bikes and then go race somewhere. And he was like, how in the world did you get out and play stuff like that every weekend? I said, this it's just pure love, man. The love of the sport and love of racing with you guys. I said, I wish I could have been better. I wish I could have got in the sport a little bit earlier. Um, like the 28 year uh, I, I like 28 to 31 was like my prime years. I would like to have seen if I was like 17, 18 years old and come up with those guys and, and what they could do. But the yeah, the pro class now is they're all they're all just they just go 100 percent the whole entire time now. Um, and if you want to get up there and play with those boys, you, you almost you can't have a job. I know Jeremy McClure, I still believe, has a job consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, I know Wesley's been doing a lot more work during the week now, and, and I, I honestly I feel like it shows in his riding because Wesley is no slouch. He is he's fast as they come on either MX or cross country. He just doesn't have the ride time like he used to, and it, people don't realize how big of a factor that is when it comes to being able to push that pace, you know, for that long. Mm-hmm. It, it, you got to know what your bike's going to do, how your body's going to handle it. And, you know, and what basically where you're going to be able to push your body to. And, uh, and then do it for 13 it, weeks in a season. Yeah. yeah that's oh, a- <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, well, not not just that, because, I mean, these guys don't stop. I mean, they, they literally every weekend they're somewhere else racing. Um, and and it just it's insane to see what they can push their bodies to and, and how and how fast they can go through the woods and not not die i mean yeah. I, I feel like i'm i feel like i'm still decently quick when i'm on my game and then you know i tried to follow walker and he's just gone yeah. how in the world how does he even see the track that fast how, that's the thing is the vision yeah yeah the vision i don't understand i mean and and Brandon and I have talked about it off the show before. We watch it on Racer TV. We watch the GoPro videos, but it doesn't do it justice to what it is in real, real time, yeah. real life. R- Racer TV said it, that the drone, 
Racer TV said that the drone guy is flying 45 miles an hour over the top, and he can't keep up with the top two guys running. So it tells you how fast they're going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 insane. It really is, and like you say, it, it really just doesn't do it justice. And honestly, the TV doesn't do justice on on a lot of a lot of parts, like as in the hills and and the the ruts and stuff that we actually go into a lot of people have no idea like what iron man hill really is like you see it on the tv it looks like those guys go right up it then you go down there and you try to walk up on iron man hill and you literally can't walk up it right so it, 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 it kind of stinks a little bit because it, and, and this is the world of social media you get all these Weekend warrior guys who, if you're trying to sell something on there, they think it's junk and they're faster than you and they're going to go buy something that's faster and everything. <laughs> and I just always tell them, I'm just like, boys, I line up in the vet A class every weekend. If you want to, you know, if you want to test me out, you can come line up with us, man. Um, just how many have put accepted your money that? Where your mouth is. How many have accepted that challenge, Mike? <laughs> Probably not so very many. Far, <laughs> So far, nobody has. I've been, I've been cussed a lot and, and told I'm a jerk. And I, I don't I don't try to come off a jerk, man. I, honestly, I try to help everybody that I come across, man. I, I answer phones. Um, my wife will tell you I'm, I'm constantly, if I'm not in the garage, I'm, I'm on the computer looking up parts for people or I'm on the phone answering, trying to help people the best I can. And, and I'm not, like, I don't gripe about it. I enjoy doing it. Every now and then I do, like, take a small break and just, like, hey, it's Sunday. I'm going to kick back my lazy boy and just, and just take a break. I'm not going to be answering any phone calls or, or text messages or anything. But uh, it, it, it's kind of sad that they're, I hate that the social media has turned people to where they think they're, like, Superman. And, and, and they don't even come out here and, and support the sport, like, Mm-hmm. If right. you want to do it, come out here and do it one time, and, and then and then if you want to run your mouth, hey, uh, if you beat me, you can run your mouth with me all day long. There's a whole there's a whole group of guys that beat me every weekend. <laughs> I work on a, I work on a lot of, of what I call young punks bikes around in here, and they all you know they talk their their trash, and I enjoy it, man. It's good. I like to be in a role model form. I like showing them. You know, the correct way to handle situations and, and stuff like that because I needed that when I was young too. I needed someone to show me that. And luckily, I had a lot of a lot of people in my corner that helped point me in the right direction. So it's good to get out here and see them and have fun with them. And and it, it also feels good when you actually put the whole race together one time and you go out here and you spank them one good time and you get to come in running out for a little while. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it that don't, all, it don't that, happen often. It don't happen often, but every now and then I'll put one together and come in. I'm like, yeah, you see the little boy out there rolling. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing how you do uh, this coming this coming weekend. Uh, uh, how do you feel about going back to back weekends? Um, honestly, I, I don't mind it. Um, I mean, we're down here in the group, like I said. We, we went to Florida, and uh, it's a little different from my pro-am days. Uh, pro-am days, we would either go, and I wish the GNCC would change this. I hate that mid-February South Carolina race. It, too many people are struggling to get bikes ready, um, and, and it's still cold everywhere. Like, we pull into Georgia, it's 26 degrees. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I wish we could go back to, like, the first weekend of March in Florida, and 
I really enjoy coming down the week before we go to a place called Scranton, um, get some ride time in, in the sand, do a little testing, you know, go race the sand. And we would come up here like we are now down and get bikes cleaned up, do some riding up here, and then get ready for the Georgia clay. Um, we can still do that. We don't get to do that anymore. So uh, we uh, went down in Florida, and then we're here in Durham Town now. Uh, we're going to race this weekend. And it, I, I, I like staying in the group, like being able to get out here and work on the bike every day, still get to ride on some. So I, I feel really good this year. Um, my body actually feels pretty good, which is weird saying at 37. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to I got a new bike build. Um, I feel very good on it. This weekend definitely didn't show it. I was fast early, and we have a, we have a rough time with some of the classes in front of us. Uh, the A classes, they rotate every race, and we were the, the, the last A class, which would have been the six lines. There's four lines of us. We were the six line, and uh, – and we catch the the Ray and the college day guys, and, and and I understand they're in their own race, but it it makes it so hard to get through them. And some of us are good at it. Uh, Pickens is is really good at it. Um, I struggle with it a little bit. Sometimes I get a little bit um, impatient, and I try to push a, the envelope a little bit too much, doing something stupid, and either tangling with one of them or. <laughs> or making a bad line choice and, and betting myself. This weekend, I seem to do uh, quite a few of both of those. Um, I think I was off about eight times the first lap. Mm. And, uh, and Coop, you'll, you'll know this one. Uh, just one time I take a lap, it, it just, it's devastating to your to your stamina. Like, oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> people, people have no idea that you're tired on the bike, but if you have to get off the bike one time, seriously zap you like 50% like it'll take everything out of you to where your your pace is off and it seemed like every time I get back in the pace I'd, I'd collide with either one of them or uh I'd get a little too antsy and some of the you get in some of them rutted turns and you just feel like you can rail them things and next thing you know you got a front tire climb up climb up out of one and you clip three and then there you are Taking your bike up and moving it around, and that sand is—it's it, it, a lot harder to move your bike around than what you think. Oh, yeah. And your heart rate—heart um, rates just yeah. pegging while you're picking your bike up. Just stalling yeah. the bike sometimes uh, will take it out of you. Oh yeah, it's rough. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, us old guys, we run 24 volts on our system, so stalling the bike, you just—you just hit a button. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a little heart, heart rate story. Uh, I, I recently had to make a small visit to the hospital. I had just a, a small incident. Still trying to get everything figured out, but we're, we're going to be all right. But um, we went in there, and they had to give me some pain medicine. And, of course, it chilled me out, which was what I was looking for it to do. And uh, I guess it chilled me enough to where my heart rate, like, came down. So they came back in, and I was still hurting, and they were they were going to give me another dosage of it. And my heart rate was, was pretty low. So they started to get worried about me and they kept looking at me and they're like, oh, are you an athlete? And I'm like, I'm 37. Like, I'm not an athlete. <laughs> and they're like, well, your heart rate. And of course my wife, she's like, oh no, he works out on his Peloton. And I'm like, well, what's my heart rate? And they're like, well, it's in the high forties, low fifties. And I'm like, that sounds good. I'm like, it's usually like 170. <laughs> I'm like, 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 I'm
we're doing great. <laughs> but uh, it's it, it pretty funny how they were looking at me like, man, that, that's too low. And I'm like, that's perfect. She's way too high. <laughs> uh, shoot. Yeah. That's so, awesome. uh, I think that's we're awesome. having a good weekend together this weekend. And, uh, yeah. 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 Well, uh, hey, Mike, uh, we're starting to lose a little bit of uh, signal with you. I think you're starting to break up just a little bit. Okay. You still there? Yeah. Oh, now I can hear you, you better. Go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, hey, man, we're really looking forward to seeing how you're doing this weekend and how you do throughout the season. And uh, we got to get you on here more often. Uh, this, yeah. this, you know, once every 27 episodes isn't enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you guys are more welcome to come whatever. Uh, I enjoy being on, man. Well, we'll just we'll just have to call you at random then. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> hey, you've heard the you've heard the podcast before, so you probably know what the last question is. If you had to pick one uh, fast food and one candy for the rest of your life, uh, what would it be? And now, don't give me this crap that you don't eat bad because you know every once in a while we all have to. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we're living life on the road. That's all we do is eat bad. So. <laughs> Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell. It's hard to beat Taco Bell any day of the week. And um, even when I'm trying to to do my fitness stuff correctly and i'm on the peloton every day and you know i'm trying to break records i'm i'm watching my carb diet and i'm I'm drinking you know massive amounts of water and really thinning myself out there's one thing i'll never give up and that's a reese cup man there you go classic i still eat one every single day (laughs) that's just that's gonna gonna be a part of my life forever bite size right bite size uh no we we got the big cup oh you got the big cup hey if you're only gonna have one i mean (laughs) go for it right one reese cup is more sugar in a day than you should exactly uh brandon's over here trying to lecture us get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh hey man we really appreciate you coming on and uh like we said uh, uh we'll be watching we'll be watching see how you do this season for sure uh especially this weekend and uh good luck to you bud we uh represent in hometown well yeah all right man i appreciate it guys hope to see you guys out the one soon thanks a lot man yeah we'll, thanks we'll, mike we'll be coming out whenever it gets a little closer to home <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Y'all be careful, man. Thanks right. again. You too, Mike. All right, later, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, it. Was really cool to hear Mike uh, uh, tell us how the track was and, and some stories and stuff like that. Uh, it looked really rough on the uh, on, like I said, on Racer TV. But uh, yeah, man, it sure did. And like he was talking about, those top guys were just absolutely flying. So yeah, you know, yeah. congrats to Walker for getting his first win right. of the season. Hunter it's Hart with the second. Hunter Hart with the second. He looked good all all day and um, coalition with the third yep so we uh we're excited to see this upcoming weekend mm-hmm. it won't be uh long we'll be back into it and the uh, gator was close the gator was just the off the podium right off the podium yeah so that's so really he, cool yeah that was really cool to see especially in that whooped out florida sand and uh you know he's been working in the in the sand a lot lately yeah. down in florida so it was really good to see uh him do well as well uh but let's go over to the bike side now yeah. uh we have another special guest coming on the line yeah it's really good so, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, get Ricky Russell. Uh, he had a really good weekend as Great well. Weekend, uh, yeah. He ended up finishing sixth, but uh, uh, he led show. some laps. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, to hear from. so we're going to get him on here, and he's going to go through uh, his race with us and uh, talk a little bit about that. 
All right, guys, as promised, uh, welcome Ricky Russell to the line. Uh, like we said, XC1 Pro, GNCC, Gas Gas Coastal Racing, a rider out of uh, Washington. Is that right, Ricky? Yeah, Washington State. Yeah, man, thanks for uh, thanks for getting on here and uh, t- breaking down some GNCC racing with us. Man, you had an awesome ride going this weekend uh, in the second round. We got to see you up front uh, leading laps and let us, how'd that go for you this weekend? Yeah, it was a, uh, it's a little bit bittersweet cause it's like coming back from last year and I, I was kind of, I felt like I was up there last year and we were always up there and then coming back into like round one, I didn't know really where I was. I feeling good on the bike, but you just, you haven't raced for like, a long time so it kind of takes a little bit racing is just totally different you can be practice 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 and then when you get back into racing it's just things go a little different so we ended up six at round one and i was like man it was mediocre i was up up with the lead guys and then once we pit i kind of just uh stayed steady and they we everyone else started going faster and i i need to go faster but i just kind of stayed struggled a little bit and so I came in round two with high hopes and just uh, kind of worked, wanted to work on what I did with round one and uh, was going really good. Like you said, uh, first two laps were leading, wasn't feeling sketchy or anything, was feeling good. And then uh, clipped a lapper on the third lap and it bent my shifter. So then my shifter was like, I kept downshifting by accident and then I'd hit neutral. Like oh, I did it quite often. And then I crashed. Like within one mile section, I crashed and then got up, crashed into another lapper, got up and crashed into another lapper. And then, <laughs> oh. but then I was in, like, I watched the whole group go by. Cause one of the times I came, the lines, it, it was a mud hole and it got really wide, like most mud holes do at GNCC's. And so the lines were going every which way. And literally, this lapper was like going perpendicular with me and just popped out right in front of me. I T-boned him, fell on top of his bike, and I, I was stuck until someone came and helped pick up the bike. So really went from, like, hero to zero in, like, a one mile, and it was a, it was a little bit frustrating. But uh, we regrouped, and then I pit, and he they tried to push on my shifter, which bent it back pretty good. Like, I, it wasn't perfect. It was uh, rideable and worked well, but just kind of stayed around well i dropped back to eighth and i was able to get back up to six so it wasn't again another sixth place not what i want but it's uh we're building and we're healthy so i, I can't complain too much but with all that trouble that you had it seemed like it seemed like uh, you know you, the speed is there for sure and uh so that's got to be exciting and you touched a little bit on on the wreck you had last year and i'm sure you get asked a ton of questions about that because it was such a gnarly scary crash um but just take us yeah. through a little bit of 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 the amount of work it took getting back from that uh because i know that you've went through a lot uh with just getting your body ready for this season um and to race at the highest level possible yeah, hundred percent. It's uh it was it was uh by far my most serious injury I've ever had. Most time I've been off off the dirt bike and just kind of laid up. So it was a big, big uh I guess regroup uh, and like just thinking you know thinking about life and and everything you know it's uh it's there's a lot 
lot goes into it mentally on on the racing side of it. So um, doctors, of course, are telling you probably shouldn't be riding dirt bikes again and whatnot. <laughs> and so yeah, you, you're like trying to overcome what you're not supposed to be doing, or I guess essentially you're not supposed to be doing. But all of us racers love to we're we're gonna get back on the bike if we can, one way or another. So I was able to get through it and pretty much it was uh my femoral artery was severed and so they had to fix it and then i had a stint put in a vein which that was kind of the bigger issue because i had to be on blood thinners for so long so once i was able to get off blood thinners which they said generally most people would be on blood thinners for the rest of their life but i was like i need to get off these things i want to get back racing and so eventually we were able to wean off off them and just take aspirin a little bit here and there so that it was definitely definitely a tough challenging time in my life the whole last year and because it just was so fresh because you think about what if what if and it was like going it was like my best year so far i was consistently on the podium and battling with caleb and yeah it was just uh it was depressing to say the least. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sure. But, and yeah, bat, like you yeah. said, battling with Caleb and I mean, that's got to give you all the motivation in the world. And then just to have to come to a crashing halt like that, uh, like yeah. got to be devastating. So, you know, we're excited to see that you're back and the speed is there, like we said. And it's just get, like, like you said, if you're not <laughs> tangling with all those lap riders, you're probably right up there battling for pody position. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, everyone's got to deal with them. It's just, it's just sometimes it just feels like it's not going your way with timing when you're when you get to get to lappers or just the timing of of with the section of the track or whatever. I know it's like I we always blame lappers or like be upset lappers, but they're out there racing too, and then it's also hard for them to get out out of the way sometimes. So. I appreciate that too, but sometimes I'm like, man, these guys just need to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that track, yeah. it looked pretty rough to, uh, to get out of the, the main line because some of those sections, it looked like it came through and like everybody decided to like follow the leader, kind of like roller coaster. Yeah, it's kind of like it's just dug into it so deep that it's, it is hard to get out of the main line because it's like you got walls on both sides, kind of. But uh, yeah, and it's so soft. It was beat. It was. Uh, it was Florida. It was brutal. Florida, <laughs> real brutal race. So when when you got out front, was was it in your mind to just to try to sprint away from everybody? Because I, I know you and Jordan Ashburn uh, was like kind of pulling away, making a big gap at first, and then <laughs> and everything. But uh, was that was that your plan? Yeah, no. I was just so I was following Jordan for a little bit, and I kind of I felt like I felt like I had more. Like I felt like we were kind of. I was like we probably should be getting away from some of the guy, like the guys behind us because I just I didn't feel like he was pushing too hard, which it, maybe he was saving himself, I'm not sure, but but so I got around him and uh, I I I wasn't like overriding, but I was pushing a little bit and yeah, I was able to get a little gap. I got a little bit tight, so I kind of just smoothed out and I was just starting to feel like all right, it's time to go again because I just pit and. Uh, I was like, okay, time to put in some, some a good lap or so or or two, and just push, push, and that's when like everything kind of unraveled that lap, and uh, and then like with when I my shifter was bent, I was trying to, I got pretty much just pissed off because that got by me, and so then I was trying to like almost override, 
and that's what it made it even worse so yeah there's a fine line of like pushing too hard and just like mm-hmm. pushing and flowing through the woods because it's easy to override for sure out there yeah yeah but, yeah. But yeah i didn't up sprint or anything but yeah we had a little gap and i i was told we had a little cushion and it, it just felt good because it didn't feel like it was hard i didn't feel like i was doing anything crazy that's awesome that's, that's a zone that you want to be in uh too often exactly. we've seen a lot of guys uh in the gncc series miss races because of you know you end up pushing too hard and you're going for three hours something's bound to happen at some point in time and uh, this year, you know, we've already, unfortunately, Stu, <clears throat> Stu Baylor missed the first round, and now Thad Duvall's out uh, with injury. Um, so, you know, if you can – if you're able to be up front and ride comfortable, that's an awesome place to be, uh, especially especially in this type of racing that you're going so fast for such a long period of time. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I just need to put together for the first four or three hours because – uh, I only made it almost half the race this time, so <laughs> hopefully it keeps coming back to me more and more. But yeah, I just need sometimes you need a little bit of luck too. Oh yeah, definitely luck in the sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need it. Um, so what what do you what do you think was the hardest? Like navigating the mud holes or getting around lappers, or it's like what was the hardest part of the race? Um. Yeah. I mean, it was three to three to five foot deep sand loops, and so like just pushing through those. And then those, there's those couple areas that were really wide with mud holes. Kind of, you kind of didn't really know where to go. And there was, we had people there, but it was kind of so wide and scattered that it was still like a little bit confusing where to go. Cause like we, we cycle and right uh, pedal the track multiple times. But by the time we get there after the morning race, it changed so much because the bikes just dig ruts everywhere so and we got to be getting ready as they're finishing their race so we can't be in the woods looking at how the lines are developing really um i was out there as long as i could be and i was like i gotta go get ready and uh that that was just watching some of the water holes and it's so florida's like you could be in one inch deep of water and then (laughs) six inches over you're in four foot deep of water (laughs) it's like it's like just these traps from these mud boggers out there or whatever <laughs> mud that they do down here. And they just dig holes and you know, it doesn't look any different than the part that's two inches deep. And then that part, you, there was a lot of swamped bike the morning race. I was just watching. It was a little bit comical. And then a little bit, you felt bad for them because they went right into a four foot deep hole. And, and, <laughs> and, you you should have just been like uh, Brandon Brandon Mike and I were talking earlier about that four by four ATV guy that just like pretty much like went into the uh, mud hole at a hundred miles an hour. I, I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't yet, make sure you go check that video out because it was uh, it was gnarly, and I'm pretty sure Josh, Josh Merritt. Merritt. Yeah, Josh Merritt's the one that posted that video. The dude was yeah. like he, he he entered the hole. Pinned. committed committed he committed, committed and pinned <laughs> and uh uh i don't think he ever went um he may have went over those four foot deep holes but he his his he uh hydro- yeah he just hydroplaned <laughs> right across it <laughs> yeah that's the way to do it i watched some morning people that were maybe a little trying a little above their ability but they were sending it and they i mean a few of it, them it worked out i was like wow they went through one of the deepest spots but they like 
hit it so fast that they made it through. <laughs> yeah, and, and like you said, um, they kind of looked like traps because you know we were we've watched all the videos, uh, the uh, the the um, phone videos from that mud hole, and it looked like yeah. it just looked like you know these poor guys like they're they're like okay okay I'm I'm making it I'm making it, and all of a sudden just like bam right they're in they're in a four foot deep mud hole and and they're stuck. So uh, I'm yeah. sure that was just like. You know, it was probably in the back of your head going through that section, like, man, I just need to make sure I make it and uh, make sure I, you know, end yeah. up end up on the other side without bearing my bike. Uh, Mike had mentioned something that I thought was interesting. He said on the eight uh, on Saturday that that the whooped out set, like typically sometimes in Florida, you get these whoop sections that that you can kind of skim on top of, um, and this year. Uh, at that facility, it was more, they were more, I think he said spaced out to where it was hard to get on top of them. And you just kind of, it was, it was a fight all day. Did you notice the same thing on Sunday or, or how did the track shape out for you guys? So for, I pedaled it actually after the PM clause and I was like, dude, they, this is going to be brutal. Cause it was, it was all wet. It was the wettest I've ever seen in Florida. And so I think with it being wet, they just dug out and then like every time they dig out they they gas it in between the whoops and then it roosts dirt up on top of the other whoop so then it's just packing back down i don't know it just made it way bigger than i think i've ever seen it (laughs) and where it's normally fluffy and it gets only so deep and the fluff kind of falls back in on itself well the it was like wet so it packed down and just it looked horrible well luckily they went around it with a dozer Oh, okay. Those are us. But by the time we still get there, at least it was more bike whoops instead mm-hmm. of quad whoops, I guess. Yeah. And it, it still, it wasn't as bad as I kind of expected after riding it after the PM quads, but it was, it got our, like our last lap was pretty much, it was horrible, but same thing. They were so big that you just pretty much had to try to like rhythm through some of them. Yeah. You couldn't just pound them. They were just like, rhythm sections (laughs) so do you when you look at the gncc schedule uh what races are you most excited about uh looking forward to is florida more of your style of a track or do you like it more when the series heads north what's what what do you look forward to the most i think generally i do like the more northern northern stuff it's a little more technical rocky um, I just, for some, for every reason, I just, I excel better in those conditions. It's not necessarily that I enjoy them like way more. Mm-hmm. I just seem to do better. Um, where instead, well, last year we started off so strong down here that I was like, I was excited getting through those first three, four rounds and doing so well. Cause I was like, I, I felt like we we're only going to get better. And then right. And then we got the injury, but, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Typically Florida, I do like decent. Uh, last year I was second. No, I ended up third string got me right at the end. But uh, so last year I was third, um, but years in the past, I've always been kind of a fifth, fifth, sixth place guy um, at Florida. So, so it's not generally my, my favorite. Um, we've been down here at Caleb's, since january just riding sand which i'm so over the sand it's not <laughs> a, i'm just ready to go ride dirt <laughs> but, I heard that. 
So yeah, but uh, but yeah, I I like the and I've always liked Big Buck. Um, it's just a kind of fun air, fun track. I always seem to do well there. As usually, um, that's why I was a little bit frustrated around one. It just we were so it was so soft and wet that week that it was a different conditions just made the track a different type of track than it normally is. So and it just depends. It depends on the weather is big on most of our events. Like the weather changes it, how the track's going to be for sure. Yeah. What Brandon and I noticed around um, for round one was there was a ton of different leaders, uh, uh, lead changes in, at that race. And uh, I, I can't help yeah. but think that it's going to, that that race kind of is going to represent this season because uh, there's so many of you guys that could take a win uh, that are consistent podium threats. Um, this is an ex- a season that we're really excited about watching as fans. Um, because there's so many of you guys that, that could take a win at any point in time. Um, what I mean, you know, do you – when it comes to a season like this that we're in right now, is a start, you know, that much more important? Or what do you look to see uh, to be the most important um, attribute to, to winning these races when you guys are so – seems like evenly matched across the board? Yeah, it starts – it's not like it is like people say it's three hour race. It's not like the biggest deal, but it also is nice to be at least up there at the beginning and you're like, know the pace. Like if you get left behind or something or make some mistakes and you're not with that lead group, sometimes it's hard to catch back up. Mm -hmm. So a start doesn't hurt. That's for sure. Because then you're up there, you're, you're with the guys, you're running that pace or maybe even leading and controlling the pace. Um, but yeah, so let's. It's not like, like you said. I think there's like so many of us that feel like it's our turn to win, and like Caleb's not in the picture, and we've all we've all been we've all like majority of us have all won won races or been right there on the podium consistently at least, and um, so yeah, I think with Caleb leaving, it was just like everyone's like gung ho that much more, and so like you said, Big Buck, we were all like and because it was so wide and muddy in places that the lines were going every which way and we were just switching positions like multiple times a lap and it was i i as a fan uh fan point of view i'm sure it's awesome because yeah you don't know who's gonna win it's like not just oh caleb 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 (laughs) everyone's out there yeah going for it and it's there's like four or five of us that are all like pretty close yeah with the with a week off with not really getting any time off going right back into another race what, what's your week like this week do you do you ride any or is it just all recovery yeah it's uh so florida's like our one of the phys- most physically demanding just being so rough and just yeah usually luckily we lucked out this year because it wasn't wasn't hot if it was hot on top of how rough it was it would have been total survival that last hour but uh but yeah, so I think this year, this week we'll probably do a little bit of cycling, uh, not much, and then just a day or two of riding. Um, nothing towards the end of the week. Nothing too crazy. Kind of like just kind of take it easy, recover. Recovery is like what I've noticed the last two years working with trainers and whatnot is recovery is like a huge deal. Like just don't overdoing it is worse for you than 
and chilling out and you feel like sometimes you're doing nothing but it's actually better for you yeah yeah it's a struggle sometimes you don't feel like you should be in a gym seven days a week and and be out doing something all the time but it's hard to take a time yeah. take some time off <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so hey ricky we really appreciate you coming on and giving us your time today. We won't keep you uh, much longer, but uh, there's a question on this uh, podcast that we ask every single guest that we have on, and we feel like it, it tells a lot about a person. <laughs> Before you get off, uh, and, and you might have a different answer because he's kind of a Western uh, West guy, but uh, if you had to pick yeah. one fast food and one candy for the rest of your life, and that was all you could have as far as fast food and candy goes, what would that be? One fast food. What was the question again? Sorry. One fast food restaurant and one candy. That's all you could have. For the rest of your life. Yep. For the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> How? What? What? What is considered fast food? Just all only like McDonald's, Burger King, stuff like that. Kind of like any, anything like you can it, go through a drive-through. Yeah, I feel like, like if, you, if you can go through a drive-through, count as fast food. What was that? Chipotle and like, yes, uh, definitely Chipotle. <laughs> that counts yes <laughs> okay okay uh one candy though <laughs> <laughs> he's like trainers listening i can't tell my yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i love peanut butter on everything yeah so if any any candy bar with peanut butter or caramel is like that's my like go to that yeah it gets <laughs> Like I got it. If I, I'll be sit, I'll be. They got the candy in the aisle to check out, and I just, it gets me every time. And I'm like a Snickers guy, or a Carmelo. But you. uh, yeah. But the fast food would, I'd, I'd probably Chipotle or something in th that resembles that. Okay. Oh, that sounds yeah, good. I'm actually kind of hungry right now. So, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> but uh, uh, typically we have a lot of uh, Chick Fil A's, Chick -fil -A's. <laughs> and that's like. Like yeah, this, but that's like this area. Everybody has a yeah, Chick Fil A around here. To like, be a little healthy, but also the candy side of things. So that would even me out. Chipotle is like a little more on the healthy side, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ricky's stuff yeah, in the Chick-fil-A. Yeah, sorry, Chick Fil A is like kind of new to me since I've been coming over here because we didn't have them in Washington. Oh, okay. Once we got over here, though, the worst part about them is I always want to go on Sunday after a race. Oh, yeah, I know, right? So, <laughs> that's the most frustrating thing because that's like the time I want Chick Fil A, and we've we, multiple times we've driven by one and go to go in, and we're like, oh, they're closed. Yep. Yep. Sunday. That's my son. My son's always like, Dad's have Chick fil A. I'm like, no, dude, it's Sunday. Can't do it. <laughs> Shoot. So, hey, Ricky, we appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, helping us break down your race. Uh, uh, we. We're looking forward to seeing what you do in the next or in the next round and in this whole season. We uh, we see the speed and, and the the definitely the potential and the drive that you have, and uh, uh, we're definitely in your corner rooting for you, buddy. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey, absolutely, man. man. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you down the road. All right, buddy. All right, sounds good. All, all right, right thank you, man. Later. Yeah, later. All right, guys. That was uh, Ricky Russell, man. That was awesome to hear from him yeah. and how his race went this weekend and uh, everything that he had to go through to come back from from uh, that injury. Yeah. I'd heard about the blood thinners thing um, um, on, I believe it was the 10-second podcast with uh, Rodney Tomlin. And, yeah. it, and 
That's man. When doctors are telling you not to do it, and and you know it's Perfect. a sport that you love, and it's a sport that 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 is so demanding. It's um, that's a wild thing to have to go through. But uh, you know he's able to conquer it, and and he's proven already he can run the pace of the top guys in the world mm-hmm. um, at this sport. So uh, we're racers. Yeah. We, uh, we don't listen to doctors. They're just there to put us back together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even putting myself in that category. Oh, come on. You're not <laughs> no, no, it was great to hear from him. And um, uh, it was a really, uh, really cool story to where he had to come from and, and, and then come back. It's really not cool, but it was, it's pretty, uh, it shows you determination uh, from him and, and where he wants and he, you know, he's not done and he knows he can be up there. So absolutely. And I tell you what, man, um, that's somebody that I look to see on the podium sooner rather than later. Uh, like, like you know, considering all the stuff that he had going on this weekend, a sixth place is actually really, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I could definitely see him on the podium uh, this coming week at the next race. Um, um, but as far as, like, the rest of the crowd goes, let's break down that race just a little yeah. bit before we jump off here. I'll tell you what, Ben Kelly. Ben Kelly, oh, we've been, been we've been we've been calling it like he's going to get it soon, sooner or later. I know you can say that every weekend, but I know you called him, uh, called him up. I called him and Walker winning, Walker. didn't I? I Man, I, I went. I, I said Fowler too, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you got Ben Kelly there. Yeah, so uh, Ben Kelly, Ben Kelly put on a clinic up front and yeah. uh, really was impressive riding. And I tell you what, um, he's somebody that was consistent last year. He was constantly there in that second position. Um, I think what did we say he had? Was five or six second place Something like that, yeah. finishes last year, which is, I mean, that's yeah. pretty incredible. So, <clears throat> but I tell you, what we were just talking about with with Ricky, you know, the fact that that there's so many guys that can be on that podium and that can be threatening for that for that race win. Um, it's exciting to see this year um, from a fan's perspective. It may not be exciting. It may not be uh, uh, the funnest thing for these guys having to battle each other uh, week in and week out. But I tell you what, I mean, you know, um, Kelly Strang and Ashburn, um, <clears throat> I tell you what, who I'm really impressed with is Ashburn. Yeah. Uh, he's really, really picked up the pace this year. And, and I really think he has a chip on his shoulder because I think um, I listened to his interview and you could, you know, he got a third place in the championship and uh, last year no one really said anything about it. Like, you know, it was like, oh, Jordan Ashburn took third in championship. And there was no talk about him. You know, it was all Stu Baylor won out. Um, you know, uh, Russell got the championship again. He's leaving. So, you know, Ashburn was kind of sitting back there like, hey, man, no one's paying attention to me. So. And he ran second most of the day. Uh, it wasn't until First the closing. Yeah, he was in the lead yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it wasn't until the closing lap where um, Strang finally got, got around, around him, him. and um, <clears throat> battled, battled around him to take that second position. But I tell you what, man, it's going to come down to consistency in this class because uh, I feel like there's going to be guys that are in that top, you know, anywhere in that top five, six place that can that – can, take a podium take a win at any point in time um it's going to come down to who who's in that top five the most i don't even think you know you have to be on the podium every single weekend and week out because because there's so many guys that can be there yeah uh, it just makes it that much more um the biggest thing is being there every weekend yeah no matter what you can't get injured unfortunately yeah i'll tell you um talking about that ben kelly i think was back in like sixth place in, at the beginning of the race, so yeah. and came up and won. So that tells you, you know, I mean, if you get a bad start, you know, like um, 
Ricky Russell was saying, it doesn't mean you know it doesn't hurt you because you got a long race to get there. But uh, but it's nice to see the pace of the front guys. Yes, and nice not to- not just see it on a pit board like you're down you're you're behind by 15 seconds. If you can see that pace and and see the lines these guys are taking, that that helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what, Grant Baylor uh, fought his way up to just off the podium in fourth place. He's yeah. probably not too stoked He's- on a fourth place, but he comes out of out of round two and still holds the points lead in the championship series. So his brother Stu, on the other hand, unfortunately had uh, had some mishaps. So he DNF'd. Did he DNF? He DNF'd. Okay. Clutch. I wasn't sure what happened because are you sure he DNF'd? Yes, because, he DNF'd, yep. Okay. I thought I saw where his last lap was like ten minutes longer than than his uh Well maybe he came I, I thought when the broadcast and I didn't check on it. I'm, I'm I might be wrong, but they said if he didn't come through then he was DNF'd and be out of the top twenty. So, so I was looking at the uh I was looking at the the lap times and he was holding a consistent like 31 minute lap time mm-hmm. and then his last lap was like 43 minutes or something something like that but it was astronomical longer than the rest of his lap so I knew something had to have happened yeah his clutch went out he lost a clutch on the last lap so. yeah and he was running fourth all day and we were going to get that that uh <clears throat> that Baylor yeah. brother battle uh because Grant was coming and um uh but I'm sure they, that that wouldn't have been a battle that they wanted to participate in uh for fourth place, they want to. Those guys, you know, they know that they're capable of being uh, first and second and podium threats week in and week out. Um, but did you see? Did you think that that Stu uh, is needing to get that stamina back up after having the time off of the bike? I know he, uh. like we talked about last week when he won that sprint enduro, but you know that's. That sprints, you know. Yeah. Do you think that that he was next- bringing? He was bringing it before the clutch went out. He was coming. Yeah. Um, he was, you know. Uh, I think it took a little bit to get through, you know, uh, the build up maybe, and maybe he was saving some for the end of the race. You know, maybe yeah. he was kind of like, okay, I need to. I know I'm not in these race condition just yet. Let's save it to the, for the end. And he was starting to come on, and then I think because he was battling for the third place, and, uh, and then all at once he didn't come through. So. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess he, only he knows. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm excited to see, you know, with only one week off, how these guys do. Because, um, like Ricky just said, that that the week uh, at at Florida, Florida is the most physically demanding race of the season, and that's the one race that you're going back to back on. So yeah. um, <clears throat> these guys have a lot. Uh, you know, I'm, these guys are top pros. I'm sure that yeah. they have no problem. It's just three hours, man. That's a long time. It's a long time. A it's long a long time. time. So, we'll, uh, you know, do you think that this next race is going to come? And this is actually a question for both bikes and quads. Yeah. Do you think that this next race is a, you're going to see fatigue and uh, fatigue show itself and um, the superior shape? Whoever's in the best shape is going to uh, be superior in this in this next race. Uh, yeah, I mean it's going to come down to uh, you know like a battle of the fittest kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, who's you know going to take the smartest line, the smoothest line? Because these guys are you know they're pros, but you know three hours, two hours is a long time at the speeds that they're going. You know you know how it is. You go out and ride in the woods and go as hard as you can for twenty minutes. You're like oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and you, then you times that by 
A lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just, you know, kind of give a little bit of predictions uh, for this next round of GNCC racing because we, you know, we don't have we don't have the opportunity to have another show before then. So yeah. let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, ATVs. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Walker starts uh, flexing on the field, or do you think Bryson comes back with uh, Bry- some vengeance? Bryson comes back because um, he, I think he thinks he should have had that one um, at the break. So I, I, I see a, a flip flop in it. I see um, Neil winning with Fowler in second, and uh, with either we're going to go Gator on the on the podium. Really? Yeah. Man, I tell you what, somebody that I'm really impressed with and that that you can see has made that step up this season is Hunter Hart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I kind of forgot about Hunter. Yeah. I don't know. On, I mean, <laughs> no, he's two, he's two, po- two podiums the last two weeks. Two I don't podiums, know. How, how do you second, forget about him? He's second place in points. I mean, yeah. Walker's Walker took over the lead in points. Uh, unfortunately, Neil dropped down to the fifth pl- fifth place position in points. So he's got to dig himself out of a little bit of hole early. Um, but he can do it. I yeah. mean, he can he can start racking off wins, yeah. you know, clicking off wins. And if he can stay consistent and keep the bike together, that's the biggest thing uh, that Neil needs to do to 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 solidify the uh, the the championship battle that he wants to bring to Walker. And you know, like Mike was saying earlier, Walker is stand up guy, and 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 you know, he's such a good ambassador to the sport and so good for the ATV racing community. Uh, but it's so awesome to see, um, some good hard racing up front. I was getting chills watching, watching Bryson and him going back and forth, um, in that drone footage. And, and, and like, again, hats off to the racer TV broadcast crew because they, they really brought it this weekend and, and, and had a good, uh, couple of shows, uh, for us to watch as fans. And, um, uh, I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited that we only have to wait a couple more days and yeah, we get to go GNCC racing again. Um, but you know, so I kind of got off the <laughs> off off the, on a tangent there. But you, you're picking Neil for the win, yeah. Walker for second, and uh, Gator on third. Gator on, on third. Podium. I tell you what, man, Gator's. Gators get improving. You didn't get to really see anything from him the first round because he had that breakdown. But um, he's uh, uh, he he's got the speed. Yeah. And he's not showing any bit of that age, <laughs> yeah. so um, that's not a bad pick at all. I tell you what, I'm gonna go. Uh, I can't be the same as you, so <laughs> I tell you what, this might sound. I'm gonna go Hunter Hart with a win. There you go. I'll, I felt that coming from you. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna go Hunter Hart with the win because I think that you know uh, he's been he's been around Walker mm-hmm. for the past two races. Uh, he actually thanked Walker for showing him the fast way around the track in the first race this season um, on Instagram. And he's seeing the speed firsthand rather than just being in the same race as the guys. He's seeing that speed and he's seeing the line selection that, that, that the top two guys right now are taking. And I'm telling you what, man, I, I think that you're going to start seeing uh, his speed increase and increase um, and increase. And, he, and, you know, that might be a hot take calling him for the win this week, but it wouldn't take much for that to actually happen. Um, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call Hart for the win. I'm gonna say Neil and uh, Walker rounding out the podium. Uh, and I think that's gonna. You know, could you imagine if those three were just battling, duking <laughs> yeah. it out all week? I mean, because honestly, Hart ran Walker's pace for half the race. Yeah. And then 
you know, if he lost sight of him and he lost toe, um, then he uh, 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 wasn't able to see that pace anymore. But he's going to be able to start sticking his own pace in there, and um, I I'm excited to see that. Uh, so uh, what do you got for the bikes? Who do you think is going to win that one? Um, let's go uh, – man, it's hard. Um, Josh Strang first. Oh. Yeah, Strang the first. Um, okay. Uh, ben Kelly second, and uh, put my boy Ricky Russell up on the podium. I'll say you got to put Ricky Russell up there, man. He's got me all jacked up. I, I'm excited to see uh, to see him up there as well. Um, you said string win. Yep. Okay, I'm going to say, man, are we both going to leave both the Baylor brothers off the podium? I mean, it's they, hard. Were, they were off this weekend. I tell you they what, they were off this weekend in – and this class, we keep talking about how this class is deep. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Kelly goes back to back. That guy's consistent, and I think that he could really. Um, I think he, you know, he just needed to get that win, first win of the season under his belt, and uh, he's going to get to work. Uh, but I think uh, Ben Kelly ends up taking the win. I'm going to say Ricky Wessel takes second. I'm going to do one better than <laughs> there you. you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to, I'm going to put Stu in third. Yeah. Uh, cause I know he's probably pissed about finishing eighth <laughs> and, uh, uh, so that's my, that's my podium All for right. the weekend. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out on Sunday. We'll find out on Sunday. Brandon, you got to get going, don't you? I got to go. Freaking t-ball coach. He's got crap. a t-ball coaching meeting. So meeting. <laughs> so, uh, so we're, with that, we're going to close this out, guys. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. And if you're listening for the first time, uh, make sure you like us on Instagram at Splitline Offroad and uh, on Facebook as well, Splitline Offroad there as well. So um, we'll be back next Tuesday, uh, breaking down the third round of GNCC racing and uh, some Supercross probably, maybe a little bit of fantasy in yeah. there. And then the Day Daytona ATV uh, <laughs> uh, motocross race. Yeah, these podcasts are getting long. They are getting long. There's Jeez. a lot to cover, man. We went an hour and a half today. I mean, we're starting to average over an hour. When we first started this thing, it was like 45, 45 minutes, minutes. And yeah. now I don't know how we squeezed anything in 45 <laughs> minutes. But, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. We're going to head off here, and uh, we appreciate you listening. And make sure you tune in next time. Later, guys. Peace, guys. People try to tell me red 
this living and you wind up dead Cast your troubles on the Lord of Lords Wind up laying on a cooling board But I got buddies up White House Road And keep me strutting when my feet hang low